0: Welcome to the Raven Precision Podcast. In this episode, Stefan Felsted comes back to talk about 2.2 software for CR7 and CR12 field computers. Uh, he gets into the new additions that come with the software, as well as some of the user interface improvements, especially revolving around things like machine configuration and implements. Then he also gets into some of the improvements that were made to operations planning for the CR12. Now one thing you're probably going to hear right away is me learning that the software version, even though it's the same number, you actually have to download the different package for the CR7 and the CR12. So if you have the 7-inch display, you'll get it for the CR7, and then the 12-inch display, you get CR12. Uh, so when you go to the documentation and software area of the portal, just be sure to go to the right drop down for either the CR7 or CR12, depending on which one you have. But that's about all I got here, so let's just jump into the conversation with Stefan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, voice is low. All right. Got How are you doing, Stefan? Doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So we'll be going through our CR seven and CR 12 software release notes. Um, these would be for version 2.2, point eight, point five, And I think, um, so these are the same, right? So, uh, cause I know on the website we have it broken down, like someone who use, is using a CR seven can go to CR seven software. Someone's using CR 12 can go there. Um, but it's the same version, right?
1: All right The same uh, the same functions and same features are for both. However, there is a, um, there is a difference in the actual software itself and the, the actual OS that it puts it on, so therefore okay. you do have to get the right one.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. The version numbers match, though, right? Yeah. The version okay. numbers
1: will match, um, and all the features and functionality will match. It's just that you want to make sure to get the right one. Okay.
0: Um. Okay, so I think probably we'll just start with one of the, a pretty big one actually. So adding support for Wi-Fi, right? Yep. Um, and so not only is it like Wi-Fi access, but also Hotspot?
1: Also Hotspot, yep. Okay. So the the big part about uh, Wi-Fi is, is that you're going to be able to uh, connect up to your phone so, if you don't happen to have a slingshot modem, but yet yeah. you want to do some remote support in a pinch, right. um, you'll be able to connect up to your phone. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a, an unlock for that that you have to pay for when you're doing the registration process and all that. Oh, sure. Um, but uh, it is a way for for uh, partners to not have to pay for a data plan all the time, mm-hmm. but yet still have the availability to do a remote support session if at, if absolutely necessary.
0: Oh, okay. So, that's that... Uh, um the service unlock. Yep, do the service unlock, and yep. that actually gets you remote support and over-the-air updates. Yeah, I believe, I believe so. Um, just because I think those are probably, you know, if you're looking at at a minimum, the slingshot features; those are probably some of the bigger quality of life, just from a, uh, like a service, like a technical service kind of standpoint, you know, troubleshooting or just keeping a fleet up to date.
1: Yeah, that would be right, and so we wanted ma- we wanted to be able to make sure that they could do it even if they didn't have a full time data plan. Right. Okay. And so, and then the hotspot portion uh, comes in when you're connected up to a field hub. Mm-hmm. So um, our field hubs get reception even when normal uh, cell phones don't. Right. And so you do have the option uh, to be able to turn on hotspot mode uh, and connect your phone or a tablet or device up to the right. actual um, field computer. Which then the internet and the data will go through the field hub mm-hmm. uh, at that point, um, but that would be up to uh, them turning it on to hotspot mode, right?
0: Oh, yeah, I suppose because uh, I mean it's their plan, it's their data. Uh, use that, it, I mean, use it how they see fit or how it fits into their organization. And we're not talking about streaming or <laughs> you know streaming video or anything like that, but
1: right. And you know, yeah. So it's, it's using it how you see fit. Um, mm-hmm. We also will. Use that mode um, when we connect in between inner devices uh, on some Raven devices. Okay. Uh, That will be a separate mode in the future, but for right now, we do use that mode for connecting up to the RS1 to update it and things like that.
0: Oh, sure, sure. Uh, Moving right along. So, adding support for using ISO four aft offsets. Um, Now, is this like section offsets determined by the ISO ECU?
1: Yeah, so our RCM uh, now has uh, availability to be able to set the uh, fore-aft for each section. Okay. Um, And that's uh, primarily for use cases um, in trucks, and for um, out in the West, they use those for spray trucks and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, where there's actually sections that are located more towards the middle of the vehicle, uh, and then there's still a spray boom on the back, Mm -hmm. and so theirs are used in that. Um, case and so basically you'll program it up on the RCM or your ISO node uh, for the locations, and then the CR7 will use those locations uh, correctly versus okay. just putting them all in one line at the back. They'll actually use them correctly and put them in the right spot.
0: Oh, so you mean like just from a from a visual standpoint, and say like a gu- the guidance screen. Yep, uh, you'll actually. Probably see that difference.
1: Yeah, you'll see that difference oh, and okay. it'll control differently based sure. upon the location. Okay. So turn it on early, cool. you know, off early, that's gonna, that kinda that kind of thing.
0: Cool. Um is there anything else on that one? Nope, I don't think so. Okay. Uh so adding support for ISO aux controls. Uh so these are uh they're they've been in the Viper four, they've been in Ross for a while. Uh is this pretty much the same thing?
1: Yeah, it is the exact same thing. Basically, it gives you the ability to take an input device, such as a joystick, Mm -hmm. and be able to map those to individual ECUs. Right. So, while the CR7 doesn't actually do much with that, uh, it does control the mapping, and so that's the way uh, ISO works. And so, CR7 will control the mapping, it'll remember it, and reapply it every single time it boots.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. So, like, you have uh, button one, you set it to do... You know, maybe thing. a master switch control yep. or something like yep. that
1: on the node, yep. So
0: then it knows every time it gets that signal to do that thing. Right,
1: it 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 sets the mapping so that uh, the input device knows who to talk to.
0: Sure. Um, and then I guess continuing on with uh, uh, sort
1: of like these ISO node or ISO ECU deals. So
0: uh, use lookaheads reported by ISO nodes.
1: So along with creating, uh, along with using the correct four aft offsets and okay. placing them right, we're also going to use the lookaheads that are reported from that node. So if you okay. set your lookaheads inside the RCM, they're going to be used inside the CR7. Versus having to set them in two spots, you're going to be able sure. to set them in the node. We'll read it in and use them.
0: Oh right, no, that's uh, that's nice. Um, well, I guess then, and then with that, uh, probably. I mean, this is kind of be jumping around if following the the release notes on the website. Uh, but we kind of group things up into probably just the main machine configuration type yeah. of uh yep. type of stuff. Yeah.
1: So one so uh, the two of the other things that we did and we spent a lot of time on was usability, and we sure. would call them uh, user interface type things. So machine configuration, we spent a bunch of time on machine configuration, uh, and then we spent a bunch of time on operations planning. And basically, um, what those were is to be able to, um, we took feedback from customers, feedback from our own test team, mm-hmm. um, and they tried to make things easier, make things um, make under- make sense, make sure. it easier to understand. Uh, remove button presses. Mm-hmm. Um, tra- so there's a little bit of a change in the flow. Mm-hmm. So in machine config, um, we had the ability to uh, kind of call out a front mount boom. So um, okay. our front mount implement it's it's very visually distinctive in in mm-hmm. that case. So we had the ability to add things to the front, we had the ability to basically add things to the back. So if you've got a tractor especially in Europe, uh, if you have got a tractor that's got a front mounted item and you got a three point hitch mounted item, we're able to uh, easily see that that's what's going on.
0: Okay. Yeah, so some
1: visual differentiation with yeah. that. Okay. Um, so, and then in addition, um, we added, uh, the hiding. So we basically, if we don't see the, the particular, uh, item on the bus, um, when you go to add things to the machine config, uh-huh. we just kind of hide it if it's not there because we know that you're not trying to add it because it's not existing at the time. So okay, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the thing with that. Um, and then we did a few other machine config related items, um, including, uh, the guidance width. so um, obviously if you're changing the way that you changing the way that you you display things, so you got front uh-huh. mount and you got rear mount. well Obviously that can change your guidance width and how you how that works. Okay. So we move the guidance width to the front uh, that way because the guidance width is overall. It's for sure. all your booms. It's not for an individual boom or in you know. So therefore, uh, it used to be in the boom, and so it right. was kind of confusing. You're like, which one does it use? Uh, but this okay. pulls it up to the front, and this says, "Okay, this is the guidance width that you're going to use, regardless of basically of uh, how wide each and an individual um, boom is, or each individual uh, you know plow or whatever." It sure. Is. Okay. And then um, we spent quite a bit of time with operations planning for the CR12 So oh, Right. Yeah. Um, so. As far as that goes, uh, it was a lot of it was a lot of uh, flow. Uh, we changed a lot of the flow okay. and basically how you how you add sections and regions mm-hmm. um, to how you um, choose uh, your lines. Also, how the find, how we find the corners. Okay, so um, we changed the way that we find the corners in order to try to better in order to try to better find those corners and make them straight. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously when you know we're trying to find the corners we do our best and sure. we're not always going to get it mm-hmm. uh, quite right uh, but uh, I think that some of the improvements that we made are trying to make that square off that corner a lot better than we did before so
0: okay uh,
1: um, th- sorry th- with the with the square in the corners then is that yeah. is that uh,
0: is that an enhancement that we're doing automatically or is that some functionality that the operations planner can fine-tune that better
1: um, we've always given them the ab- the ability to fine tune it, right? right. Um, but we've uh, basically we've pre pre fine tuned it. Oh, okay. So it it automatically uh, runs the fine tuning, and then allows them to change it after the fact if it needs to be sure. changed. sure. Okay. So not as much work, uh, if not as much
0: unnecessary work, I
1: should say. Right. The idea is is that we removed button clicks. Sure. We yep. just we try to pre fine tune it for them. Okay. To the best of our abilities. Alright. Sorry, I think I'd I don't know hope I didn't derail you when you were jumping no, to the
0: next deal there.
1: So um, um you know, with that we made some changes to uh to how we display um the offsets um actually when in operations planning. Okay. And so just kinda it's just, just kinda user experience. We we added a we did a bunch of little manipulations which May not seem that big, but sure. for a person who's using it mm-hmm. all the time, it is going to add uh, some time savings to them. So,
0: oh yeah, yeah, like you said, especially someone that's doing it day in and day out. I mean, that's
1: that's going to be huge.
0: Any, like you just take one button press out of it, you know, that could save, I don't know, half an hour, an hour of the day. No, I mean, that that's not committing to a number, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like that's an example. That's an example. Like if it's something that you know, it just. Adds it adds up. You know, yep. Each logistics one adds a little
1: like bit of time, and each yep. one adds a little bit of extra effort and remembering, remembering to do things and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, the more we can automate it, the better we are. Um, and so, we're just trying to add a little bit more automation in each step. So, okay.
0: Now I know we didn't. We don't
1: like. We're not going to get too big into any of the
0: fixes, um, but I think there was one that we wanted to. To kind of highlight, yeah, this uh, boom width uh, issue with a microtrack ECU.
1: Yeah, so um, we made some special adjustments for that particular ECU, sure, uh, to be able to uh, get the correct boom width, the overall boom width mm-hmm. um, for guidance width uh, out of that. So, um, just wanted to highlight that that we did make some changes there. So, if they, any of our customers that are using that were seeing problems, they can update and uh, it should pull that in with the. Okay, with a new load of the of the um,
0: information from the ECU from from that specific ECU from that specific okay. ECU. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, one quality of life thing here I see, um, and it's always nice when when things are packaged together, um, so you only have to really download one thing, right? So we added the 500S firmware, and was that is that rolled into the the CRX software?
1: Yeah, so that's that's what we do with uh, a lot of our firmware now. Right. So each and every single release, mm-hmm. um, what you're going to get is you're going to get a package of firmware uh, for each one of the nodes. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be the update uh, for uh, however we tested it. So if there was an update to RCM, it's going to be that new update that was released is going to be packaged with your software update. And so oh. you'll be able to update to the latest or actually at least whatever was tested with that version mm-hmm. when that version's rolled out. And that's what we did with the 500s here. Is that we packaged up the the newer firmware um, alongside of it, so that you don't have to have a thumb drive. You don't have to go get it off the internet. Right. You just, you just do the update when you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I mean, that's nice. And you talk
0: about uh, ISO ECUs, you know, especially or or in the case uh, so these CR the CRX platforms. I mean, they can use to a limited degree certain CAN software, but uh, it's just nice because of the um, Basically, having a built-in service tool to be able to do those types of things to update,
1: um, so you might as well just have the software right there and then. Right, exactly. You've yeah. got the updates, and that's how we tested it. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we when we go off and we test, we test with a certain version, yep. the latest version. So we want to make sure that we pair it. Mm-hmm. Um, here at Raven, we do a really good job of trying to think of the system. Right. And so when we talk about a system, we're going to give you, mm-hmm. you know, now we're going to give you the the firmware that we tested with for the nodes along with the latest update so that it's all together, that we can say, hey, we tested that system.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, so see, trying to find my spot here. Uh, okay, so talking about updating software overall, and I suppose this is probably a big, uh, probably a big note as well in this software, um, but we added the ability to revert back to the previous version of software
1: yeah so um taking the ability to do that so that in case there's you know kind of how ross does you know it has the ability to roll back basically Mm -hmm. um it's a unique feature that has been added to most all software nowadays right um including your windows and whatnot so yeah sure um, Mm you know so we wanted to add that ability and make sure that that ability was in there um you know, we, we do our best. Uh, we do a lot of testing. Um, we do matter of fact, months of testing before we release any software that mm-hmm. we have. Um, but there still could be issues. And so we want to make sure that we do our best to, uh, have the ability to roll back easily. Right. Right. Along with that, um, comes the, you know, uh, comes the need, uh, for us to, to make a note that, um, when you're, when you're going forward and backward in this first version here, right. uh, that, that. Might have some incompatibilities, right? It's the first time we're doing this stuff, so therefore, um, going forward and backward on the from the 2.1 to the 2.2 or from the 2.2 to the 2.1, right. uh, you may have some things that that we're not going to have compatible, mm-hmm. and so you may have some issues there. So um, we would uh, we hope that you, you don't have to revert to the 2.1, and if you do, it, there may be some lost data. So right. um, only do only do updates. We suggest only do updates in off time. You know, if, right. if things aren't broken, don't fix them until there's time. You know, don't do it in the middle of the week as you're trying to get your <laughs> stuff done, right? Right. Um, update on the weekends or update when, when you have time uh, just in case there are issues. So just uh, just make sure that you understand that coming from 2.2 mm-hmm. 2 to 2.1, if you're going to be reverting that, you may have some loss of data. Well, right. And it's like just looking at these, there's a huge, we have a, a
0: lot of new additions to this software, especially. So like you said, I mean, they're changed. Some of these had to change the way certain things were working, you know? Mm-hmm. So you just got to, um, that's just, I guess that's just a caution. And we, we've that with a lot of our other, our other, uh, software, you know, it's a, uh, you know, just make sure you have all your Cal numbers written down. I mean, that's not really too common anymore. It's like, make sure you have those written down, save any jobs, mm-hmm. uh, that you have up to that point. Uh, you know, that's just, that's more of a, that's more of like a data management type of thing. Yep. Uh,
1: but make sure you have what you need before you go to update. Uh, that's the biggest key. Make right. sure you have everything downloaded. Make sure you have what you need before you go to update. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is relatively, relatively new software. I mean, it's only going on two years now. So it doesn't have a, right. a ton of experience behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, not as much as Ross. So, um, you know, that's, uh, with the more time, you get uh, a little bit less breaking changes going backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so hopefully we won't have to do this again. But uh, right. yeah, that's the way it is right now. Yeah.
0: Well, just look at all the new changes or all the changes that the Viper 4 underwent, you know, in its early years, too. Yep. You know, and then, I mean, we're still, we, there's still big changes. Yep. You know, so it's like, yeah, we're, it's constant improvement, constant development.
1: Yep. And for the benefit of our customers.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Uh, so we added the ability also to do the tractor ECU. Okay. So yeah, there tr- tra- was ECU. a long one. I was going to have to through yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the tractor ECU. Um, basically, the tractor ECU outputs speed. Okay. And so that's the biggest key. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't have um, an unlock for a task controller, but yet you still need you need speed for something that you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you're maybe you're running a a I don't know a mower or something like that, and it, it requires speed. Um, we used to have it required for task controller, but now we've removed that requirement for okay. tractor ECU. So now tractor ECU will run uh, and it'll provide speed on the bus whether you have a task controller unlock or not.
0: Okay, and then I guess finally, so we now disabled. I'm going to read this one.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So just to go over the the last thing, also has to do with speed. Right? Okay. And so uh, basically, you know, we're looking at CRX and uh, CR7 and CR12 software. The CR7 and CR12 software, it uh, it's primarily for growers, right? I sure. And it's what we would call around here our grower unit. Mm-hmm. Um, growers go slower. And okay. so, therefore, we've got a low speed threshold in there um that generally you know it it says oh you're going too slow i'm going to turn off the product well mm. our growers are going slower than that threshold and so what we've done now is we've uh, added the ability and the capability that if we see that we're doing a count based product so ak planting sure. um then we're going to remove that threshold and so we'll keep uh we'll okay. keep sending out and we won't turn off uh, section control um, until really, really low speed. Okay,
0: yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't sure what to think when I read for count units. I mean, again, it makes sense now, and I knew that, but I just reading it like, what the okay? Yeah, count yeah.
1: units. Uh, when you're talking about planters, talking about ISO count units or planters, so yeah. thousand seeds per acre or mm-hmm. you know, those types of those numbers. Um, so that's what we mean by that.
0: Okay. Well, that was a long list. Is yeah. there anything else you uh, you think that we may need to to hit on? Or I think we got all the ones that we were really looking to talk to.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we're I think we're good to go. Well, all right.
0: Any last words? Not for me. Those were last words. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I was going to read that one, and then you started like...